comic book pit. Okay. Fellas, ready? Sure thing. Cool. Alright, welcome back to the Comic Book Pit. This is episode 277. I'm Dan, and uh, technically uh, flying solo today. There's no other CBP hosts in the studio. However, I am joined by the fellows from the McSauce podcast. There's uh, Matt. That's me. <laughs> and on the... Uh, Amazing purple couch. We've got uh, Ian and Paul. Hello. Hi, Dan. Thanks for thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it. I like this couch. I feel like I could really sleep here. Well, well you don't want to start sleeping well, right now. The you night, have to entertain the yeah. people. <laughs> Go ahead. Just take a little snooze. We'll keep going. Oh, it's comfy cozy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, um, so this is our just basic kind of conversation episode just kind of uh no reviews or anything just kind of hanging out and talking um generally I, I i come up with you know i have some topics but if there's anything you guys want to talk about um you know you just jump in and um uh, but I'll, I'll just kick it off with uh you know we've got an event coming up at dc comics this summer uh in a month i think it's uh july i think it's coming out july 4th it's the uh batman catwoman wedding what is uh, everyone's predictions, either for what's going to happen at the wedding, or what's life going to be like after? It's going to be dumb. Or both. <laughs> it's going to be dumb. Okay. I think it's all going to be dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling that way myself. Which side's going to have more people? The bride or the groom? What if they know both of them? What if they fought both of them? Do they sit? Which, which side do they sit? Who are the ushers? Who's the best man? Who's is catering? Is Grayson? Is it Alfred? <laughs> Is Alfred is Alfred around? I don't know. You're the DC guy, man. I haven't read I, I haven't read Batman in I a Yes, while. Alfred is still around. I I'm not I think the last Batman issue I read was either 45 or 46. It was where um, Catwoman goes shopping for her wedding dress and Alfred oh Alfred was in that issue. So you're pretty caught up. Eh, yeah, I guess maybe I don't know if I'm more caught up, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm a couple issues behind, but that was, you know, but I, I can tell you that he is, Alfred is still around. Who is going to be the best man? I'd assume it would be Dick. Yeah, but they'll probably do something stupid and make it Damien. What if it's Clark? Why can't it be Clark? That would be awesome, but. Because we're still adjusting to rebirth and they don't really know each other in this timeline. <laughs> is that, is that right? Dumb. No, because they because they, they they had their two issue uh, double date thing, um, where Bruce and Selena went on a double date with Clark and Lois. I've been missing out on all these DC romance comics. <laughs> yes, shucks. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that happened. Was that a Tom King pen book? It was. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I, I I picked up Batman right after Rebirth, and I got through the first arc. It was the Gotham and Gotham Girl arc. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of weird but interesting what they were doing. I I really liked that story a lot. Uh, I thought David Finch did a great job on the art. I really liked Gotham and Gotham Girl. I thought they were a really interesting. They, I thought they were really interesting characters to dump in Gotham City because mm-hmm. they're essentially Superman and Supergirl. And I was really looking forward to, like, how how that story was going to play out because they they were played as being legitimate heroes. Mm-hmm. Like there was there wasn't uh, they weren't setting it up that it was a trick and they were eventually going to turn bad. Yeah, like they were set up as. I think you're like you were <clears throat> naturally waiting for that to happen, like the other shoe to drop somehow. But yeah. Yeah, they played it straight. They they played it straight, and I thought it was a really, a really interesting take to put big super powered characters like that in Gotham, kind of like yeah. stepping on Batman's you know, toes, but not. But and they were really nice and friendly. They were very much like Superman and Supergirl. They wanted to work with Batman, mm-hmm. and like I thought it was great. And then they kill Gotham immediately, and then they send. Gotham Girl into this psychotic spiral after he dies, mm-hmm. and you know that like that story ended. Then they pick up this other stuff where uh, Batman has to go to Bane's prison to break out Psycho Pirate to bring him back to Gotham to fix Gotham Girl's brain, mm-hmm. and that that was really convoluted. And they wasted Michael Janin's art, Michael Janine. They wasted his artwork because his art's so good. It is really but good. But <laughs> it's underneath this overly complicated, overly narrated Tom King writing. And that's where Tom King loses me. Too much narration, too much voiceover, mm-hmm. um, too much too much poetry in narration over the story. Like, we get it, Tom King. You're smart. <laughs> uh, I don't think enough... I don't think enough real attention was paid to the characters. It very much felt like, you know, Tom King was putting himself on writing these books. And after that, um, after that Santa Prisca breakout story, like, I was I was out. Oh, no, I wasn't out. I stayed through that garbage war of jokes and riddles where all the exciting stuff happens off panel. More awesome Michael Janine artwork. It's a big... Is it Janine? Is it Janine? <clears throat> I think it's Janine. There's an accent sure? over the eye. Okay. Um, so it's the war of jokes and riddles. It's Riddler gets half of Gotham's villains to fight Joker and his half of Gotham villains. And every issue was them sitting around talking after all <laughs> of the action happened off panel between issues. It That's was so weird. incensing. Like, I couldn't believe DC was letting this happen. I didn't even finish that arc. I got a few issues in and I... I couldn't do it anymore, and mm-hmm. I haven't gone back since. I think Tom King is 100% junk. That's <laughs> strong stuff, buddy. <laughs> Dan, you, you've you've been reading. You must like it. Well, I you know I I, I think yeah we we had conversed a little bit. Um, I like a lot of what uh, I like a lot of the directions that he's that he's taken. The character, and I feel like he's done some, some interesting. Uh, you know, he's got some interesting ideas. I also think that his, I think his dialogue is garbage, and the, like you said, the over narration, just the, um, it, it's just overwritten. 
mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Um, I think if he could like rein in some of that, it would probably be a better book. There's like you know Bendis did a lot of Superman narration in this Man of Steel issue, but it's Superman talking about when he's up in the sky, he hears like someone playing a cover of a song, and he's trying mm-hmm. to focus on the the scream that he heard and where it's at, but now he heard the song and that song's in his head, and it's just Superman like walking you through his his thought process. But when Tom King does something like that. You know, it's, um, I can't think of a, I can't think of a poet's name. Name me a poet. Anyone. Maya Angelou? Sure. He'll have some, (laughs) you know, Maya Angelou sonnet that spans over 22 pages. And it has, it really has nothing to do with what's going on in the story. But like, then in like the last page, Bruce has been writing this poem. Like, get the fuck out of here, Tom King. Yeah, it just feels like, you know, the, um, at least, the you know, in Superman or in, in, like, a Bendis book, it's usually a character who's doing the narrating. So it's it's someone that you can, you know, it's, it's a reliable narrator. And in Tom King, it's like, it's like this third person or this, this like, omnipresent voice who's narrating that it doesn't really feel like it's part of the book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm... I, I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for this event. I think it's going to be kind of a, I don't know, kind of a shit show. Can, can I ask something? What's the point? Why are they doing this? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, honestly, I feel like Batman is having like a midlife crisis. And he just feels like, Wait. well. <laughs> <laughs> what what do we call what he's been going through since his inception? Oh, no, he's, he's totally... He's crazy. I mean, like, I as I've gotten older, I've I've found Batman harder and harder to to read because eventually, like, the adult in me thinks, like, why don't you just get some therapy? You know, I mean, have you read any punching of, uh, criminals is his therapy? <laughs> have you read any of White Knight? Because that really highlights. I haven't, but I heard it's really good. It really highlights, like, yeah, this is. This is a problem that they let this dude run around and yeah. destroy Gotham City, and he's not accountable for anything or or to anyone. I, it it really makes him out to be sort of the villain that he kind of is. I often think that had Thomas and Martha Wayne not gotten killed, Bruce Wayne would have grown up to become a sociopath because he. I feel like he already had this in him, and it took his parents getting killed. For, for him to go, like, full-blown psycho-vigilante. And because, Alfred's horrible parenting. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's an enabler. <laughs> so. But, yeah. I I don't get the, the whole the whole wedding thing. I, I'm not sure why they decided this was a good idea. I never so. liked... I never liked Crazy Batman. Grant Morrison loves Crazy Batman. That, like, I always hated the idea that like Bruce Wayne's the mask and Batman's the real guy. Like I, I, I never like it. Like I want Batman to. I love animated series Batman. It's it's the best one because he's able to go home and be a normal guy and you know joke around mm-hmm. and like yeah he's driven to clean up Gotham City, but he's never portrayed as a maniac. Mm-hmm. And I get I get it. Goes out every night, dresses up like a bat. It's like manic behavior, but it's. 
they're more than capable of of portraying him as being just a normal guy that thinks he needs to go out and do this, but also come home and be Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And like you I mean think, like how a serial killer needs to go out and kill, but come home. <laughs> And, and live Pretend a normal be, life. Uh, Pretty like, sure they're still fucking crazy. Yeah, but I don't think I, mean, I don't. They, they animated made a whole series. Show about that, it's called Dexter. Yeah, but animated <laughs> series Bruce isn't pretending he's normal when he gets home. When he's home with Alfred and Tim, you know, even when he's Bruce Wayne at the office with Lucius, he's just Bruce Wayne. Like I don't he's know not about that. really I think putting he's on a putting facade. it on. I think he's still putting it. Yeah, on he's still putting it he's... on. Just think about Kevin Conroy when he's voicing the character. Anytime. It's just him and maybe, like, Alfred. He still sounds more like the Batman, Batman version, not the Bruce Wayne version. Yeah, but there's a there's a definite difference between, like, when he's in public talking with strangers than in the cave with Alfred and when he's actually Batman out in the field. It's slight. It's not that not pronounced. Really. Like, when it's <laughs> him really. and Alfred, he's, he's, he's Batman. Batman. Yeah, but he's because not... Because he is Batman in... I think since, probably since The Dark Knight, I think Batman has been like that. He's been written, or the Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Batman mm-hmm. has been that guy, that gruff, almost completely psychopath type of character. Um, and even though they kind of chill out on it a little bit in the animated series, he's still, that's that's the character that he is. He still is Batman first, and Bruce Wayne second. So... I, I've always thought this, like, at this point, why does... I mean, I know why he exists, because you have to tell stories. But why does Bruce Wayne even still exist as a character? Because Batman is so self-sufficient. He's, you know, arguably, like, he's always the smartest guy in any situation. He's got... He's always going to be rich. He's always going to have all the toys and gadgets and the secret headquarters. Why does he even need the Bruce Wayne persona? I mean, he doesn't do it. It's not like Peter Parker. Like, Peter Parker has a life outside of Spider-Man. He's got his aunt, and he's got friends, and he's got a job, and he's got people to, you know, to be accountable to. Whereas, like, Batman doesn't... He could just be Batman Because without time. Wayne Enterprises, he's not going to have cash flow? Yeah. But, but, he's, but he's Batman. He could figure out. I mean, he could, like, say, hey, Lucius... You know, make that money machine, Lucius. Right. I mean, he, stop I mean, touching those girls. I mean, he by could the like. Way. <laughs> oh, so you're saying he could essentially, you know, he just could, hand Wayne Enterprises over to Lucius to run. He could like kill the company off and complete Bruce his cash Wayne. Work. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, why does he even need to bother being Bruce Wayne anymore? I mean, he's he does you know. Do you think that he could just completely disappear off the face of the uh, off off the map and nobody would? Um, look in, start looking into Bruce Wayne and why did this Bruce Wayne disappear and then look even harder and and find out that he is Batman? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because they did that in The Dark Knight Rises and nobody liked that. <laughs> no. That's not what they did in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Dan is saying he shouldn't be Bruce Wayne anymore, but he's still Batman. In The Dark Knight Rises, he quit everything. For eight years because he was a pussy. No, I mean at the end when he faked his death. Oh. He faked Batman's death and he he went on to live as... He also quit. Yeah, he also quit everything. Like yeah. a little well, did bitch. He fake There's Bruce still crime, Wayne's asshole. Get well? back to Gotham. Because wasn't there a Bruce Wayne grave? I it's Actually, it's at been a end? while since I've seen it, so I don't remember. I think there was. 
I haven't read Batman in a while, but I don't like. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw him being Bruce doing something as Bruce. Uh, so, so that's why. So that, yeah, it's like when's the last time you you remember an actual like a a good Bruce Wayne moment? Wasn't he doing you Bruce know? Wayne stuff in the Court of Owls? Since there were all that uh, the history of um, fifty two. Yeah, I mean, okay. I know that was a long time ago yeah. at this point. That's the last time that jumps out to so me when, that he did any kind of when, Bruce when Wayne they actually stuff. like delved into the. The history of the Wayne family with Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, he just, as Bruce Wayne, he just isn't all that interesting, I guess. There's nothing really to him. Right. Um, whereas Clark Kent does have some interesting things. He goes out and has a job and has a has a wife and has a kid and has mm-hmm. a life. Bruce Wayne is just He's got nothing. doing push-ups waiting for the night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not all that interesting. He's just looking at his watch. He's yeah, like, you've, got a, you've, got, a point, you've got a point, Dan. Because, like, you know, Clark likes being Clark Kent. Like, he loves having that part of humanity. But Bruce, yeah, well, like, he's yeah. doing push-ups until Clark, the night. Clark Kent had a, had a, a had parents. He had a childhood. He's Now he's got a wife, and like now he's a parent. Do you, and, do you hmm? think that Bruce Wayne then should let alfred retire is that because maybe the yeah, point of the secret identity a butler <laughs> the point of the secret identity isn't just to protect yourself but it's your everybody mm-hmm. you know your family and everything but since bruce doesn't really have that and everybody close to him is super powered except for alfred, <laughs> alfred when you first said that i was like stupid but <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I think you might be onto something. Yeah, okay. I kind of think that this might be instead of them trying to humanize Batman and Bruce Wayne more, maybe they just need to make him a hermit, full time Batman. That's the next story arc. But that, that's, Batman, a full time job. But that's the current problem. They <laughs> One don't a hundred. They don't try to humanize him. They don't use Bruce to humanize him. They use Bruce to show how fucking crazy he is. Yeah, well, that's it's what like they're. It's a weakness. Well, isn't that what they're doing with? marrying him to selena kyle they're gonna try to humanize him i I always i haven't read it but my guess is like we're really gonna get into the psychological problems of selena and bruce and what this yeah marriage creates and the fallout from that this isn't gonna be positive i think i (coughs) kind of always felt this way but I, i definitively feel this way now after having watched um batman returns for the first time in a while because uh, I had just recently gone back and watched Batman. Penguin Returns. <laughs> and, uh, man, Catwoman really makes Batman, like, I don't even want to say crazy, because I think he's already crazy in, in those movies, but she makes him really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes bad decision after bad decision, and, and he No, we all, him, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's very vulnerable, and... Uh, because up until her, he's portrayed as basically somebody that's nuts, and then he meets B- Vicky Vale, and I think suddenly he realizes, man, he's got a chance for like a real life, mm-hmm. and he can come back from it because he's Batman, you know, even though he's not wearing the mask <clears throat> all the time. And then Catwoman comes along, and it, it, I think it sends him back into madness and. I, I really like that portrayal of Batman. The I have a crazy girlfriend Batman? Um, just that he's that he's nuts. I like Batman to be nuts because it makes sense to me. 
um, the the version that Paul likes that he thinks he's getting from the animated series is not the version that I really subscribe to. I like the crazy Batman. Maybe, well, maybe that's why the animated series is so good because we can each pull the kind of Batman we like from it. It is that good. Unlike yeah. Morrison Batman, which is this guy's a maniac and you're going to like it. <laughs> He's Lou Pappins. <laughs> you're going to like it. <laughs> my God. Wow. I haven't heard that in Pappins Family Restaurant. Oh, my God. Nice Pittsburgh pool. Oh, <laughs> well, Pappins was national, right? Was it? Pappins well, was, was it? straight out of Italy. I thought it was regional. I thought it was like maybe, maybe. I don't, I mean, I don't like, know. I don't know. If Eastern it was, Seaboard Regional. Yeah, I mean, maybe as far as like Ohio or something. Well, but. it doesn't matter because if you're like less than ninety years old, you're not going to know what that <laughs> reference is. <laughs> so, so, so no on uh, the bat wedding. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It, it just feels kind of silly. And then, like, I always thought Catwoman was kind of a bad guy. Well, um, so, well see, that's the thing. Apparently, she's getting her own series like this like probably right almost right after the wedding or within a month after the wedding where she's going to be she's going back to a life of crime it's but, just wacky right uh, yeah, and then just, superman and nightwing are like yeah man let's throw you a bachelor party batman we're totally all in on you marrying a supervillain. i don't know is is has clark been involved in any of this shouldn't he be the voice of reason um, yeah, shouldn't he, he just kill Bruce Wayne see, at this point? Honestly? I looked it up. They're they're at a bachelor party together. But he no. didn't say like, it's "Wacky, hey man, you should probably not do this thing." Pump the brakes, Bruce. We'll see, but the, they're in the limo together. I'd have to go back. Crazy re- doesn't pump brakes. I'd have to go back and reread that ep- the episode where they go on the double date because he's fully aware that he's engaged to like. Like, basically, they all know everyone's identities. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no more secret identities. Does Selena know Clark? Yes. <sighs> Scandalous. And, yeah, they all know each other's identities. Is Selena a good guy now, then? Like, did No, because she's going that? back to crime after I mean, the wedding. She's, I, I think she's kind of, like, skirting that line between, oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, hap- I'm helping Batman do some okay things. I'm but, giving him extra work to do. <laughs> Well, no, like, 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 I guess in the, in the actual Batman book, like, like they're almost like partners, mm-hmm. or she's like kind of like fulfilling like a sidekick role, because there's this um, uh, three or four issue story arc where uh, Poison Ivy like infects everyone and takes control of everyone except for Batman and Catwoman, mm-hmm. and so she's helping him try and find the cure and try and reverse everything and. So it's, so she's by his side like now. I don't know what's going to happen after the wedding though. So that's what I'm, I'm like trying to figure out like is something going to happen at the wedding or is it just going to be like this book's going to take place like her book's going to take place almost like on the side or outside of their relationship or I don't know it just seems ill fated. Are you going to – do you plan on following this still after the wedding or – I'll at least read I, – I think I'll at least read up to the wedding. It's almost like a morbid curiosity type of thing. Yeah. Like We've all gone to weddings that were morbid curiosities. <laughs> exactly. Why should this one be any different? Man, I hate going to weddings in real life. I hate them. This is this is wedding season now. Yeah. How many weddings have you had to go to this year, Matt? Uh, none. 
You're a lucky duck. Yeah, well, I th- I think I'm old enough to have kind of gone through that phase where you go to one every week for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's all about like who's getting divorced, which is way more fun. <laughs> See, um, I've gone through the everybody got married, then the divorce cycle. Now we're back into the weddings. And, and, and kids. I um. have uh, <laughs> this year I, I've gone to two. I have one more left. God bless Lots you. Lots of weddings. Every year I hate for them. The, every year for the past 10 years, at least one wedding a year. Yeah. Why do you hate them? Why? I hey, think it's love. You know. I, I, I think the ceremonies are ridiculous. Um, Why I, do you think the ceremonies are ridiculous? Because they're, because they're so ceremonial. They're so, they're so frivolous. And let's be real, man. It's going to end badly in five or six years. And... I mean, more than fifty percent. You're not of them wrong. Do, so. I mean, wrong. I'm right. I'm a. I'm. I've. I was. Th- uh, I went through a divorce. Okay. And I'm remarried, but yeah. Oh, man, man, Dan's seen the cycle. <laughs> I'm surprised he's going to this bat way. Right, well, he's. On, you're on your. Right. That was your practice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be reading. I'm gonna get cold sweats. You know. <laughs> no, but I think the thing that I really hate is the. Um, you have to sit at those tables like with a bunch of strangers and like sort of make that kind of weird like small talk like oh well, how do you know them and it's like i don't know i i podcast with him every week how do you know him uh he sits three cubicles away from me it's like there's nothing in common mm-hmm. is this what happened at your wedding Ian? is, is this a is I, this a you no, know, I'm, I'm just, i don't I'm, think so i think I'm i put him with you didn't there. i or no I, uh, no i was not with you yeah. oh uh, no yeah, you're <laughs> <fair>. asshole <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah. Well, hopefully... Um, I was like, I think I see Matt at table 19. <laughs> no. Um, well, but, hopefully Robin gets but, to sit okay. at a table with, uh, I don't know, who are some other... Which things? Robin? One of the billion unnecessary there, there's Robins There's a table there are that's now? just Robins. <laughs> just Robins. <laughs> it's like, how do you know, Batman? I was his fucking sidekick. How do you know? I was his sidekick. <laughs> the Robin table. <laughs> um. So I don't like them in real life, and I mm-hmm. think that this just has – I'm looking at pictures of the, the, quote, bachelor party, and Superman and Batman and Nightwing are going out on the town in a limo. That's their bachelor party, just the three of them? It, that's what it looks – I didn't read it, but I'm just kind of, like, looking at it. Is, is Tim Drake still underage in this in this universe? I think so. I don't know, man. I, but then Hush shows I don't know. up. It's really then, hard to mm. – is Hush still Tommy Elliot? I think so. I think so. Hush is that old friend that you're like, oh, I grew up with him. I guess I gotta <laughs> have him at the bachelor party. Yeah. He's not gonna know anybody. <laughs> not, we don't. We don't have anything I'm in common anymore. This, but <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, not gonna get gonna do it. it. No, I think it's silly. I, it, it, I do. I, if so, if no I to was, real weddings and no to bat weddings. <laughs> and and the priest says. If anybody has a problem with these two being wed, please speak now or forever hold your peace. I'd be like, excuse me, I have a, I have an issue with this. <laughs> and then you could shoot and, Tom King. And you could say, let me refer you to this page from Batman. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Dan, you brought up uh, the... The new West Coast Avengers, Marvel is going uh, to... Yes, I, thank you. I, I was, I, I lost my page, but can, yeah. Can someone fill me in on 
what the first West Coast Avengers was. Wasn't it Hawkeye? It was it was Hawkeye. They they split off. It was in the eighties. Uh, it was Hawkeye. He was married. Going back to marriage, he was married to Mockingbird, and then uh, they had Wonder Man, Tigra, and Iron Man. And it, the, wasn't and, there also the <clears throat> the redheaded Spider Woman? She had red hair and she had the black costume. She came along a lot later. Late, a lot so later. so okay. like, like the original five, like I said, it was Hawkeye. Mockingbird. Um, hey, my dad's calling. Um, was he was he a West <laughs> Coast Avenger? It, no, he hates the West Coast. <laughs> um, Hawkeye, Mockingbird. Uh, yeah, Tiger, Wonder Man, Iron Man. And, and, and interestingly enough, it, um, the very first Iron Man that was on the West Coast Avengers was James Rhodes. Okay. But they didn't know who it was. It was back when they didn't know who was still under the armor. And... Um, but then eventually Tony came back and he was like, oh, so I guess I'm on another team. And um, they were um, – and eventually they grew. Like they added Moon Knight onto the team. Um, Hank Pym came back. Um, was, uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch came on eventually. Uh, and then they added some uh, U.S. Agent – uh, Firebird. This list is like, not getting better. No, but uh, I, it, it sounds <laughs> awful. I, I grant you that, but it was uh, it was one of my favorite books back in the day. It was actually, I think, the first comic that I actually I, I didn't start from the beginning, but it's, I think it was one of the first comics that I actually went back and like looked for back issues for because mm-hmm. it was it was just a really good book and it was different from the. Avengers like main book because it was just a little it was like they they were the like the scrappy underdogs you know and they and they knew it and they kind of that's the role that they they played and Hawkeye was the leader and he's always like he always plays the underdog um so it was one of my favorite books uh in the 80s and then I and I heard they're oh they're bringing it back I'm like okay that now I'm, I'm interested and then and then I I read the the lineup so it's going to be both Hawkeyes, uh, so Clint Barton and Kate Bishop, Gwenpool. Uh, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's what, as soon as I saw her stupid face on that cover, <laughs> I was like, nope. Uh, Fuse, who I think is supposed to be Kate Bishop's boyfriend. Um, Quentin Choir, who's a mutant character. And um, uh, Miss America Chavez, who I... I, I really don't know her as a character that well so um and then i'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, this cover and i i hate the the title like the font or whatever the the design of it it's got that it's like, almost like <clears throat> graffiti yeah, yeah graffiti stuff like this graffiti i'll tell you what style. though man i kind of like that artwork i think that artwork's fun i like the uh the, I do like uh, the artist art. who yeah um who did that i think he did some um, who, who who is that uh, uh stefano caselli i think he did some spider-man work a long mm-hmm. time ago and that looks fun um but it the title of the article that i'm reading is <laughs> the new west coast avengers are all of marvel's coolest canceled heroes i'm like well they're going to be canceled pretty soon again <laughs> well and, and and the thing that it, to further drive a stake into my heart is they say um, uh, part of the part of the gimmick of this of this new team is the only way they can fund themselves is if they um, if they uh, agree to be part of a reality show. Ugh. And I'm like, hasn't that been played? That was not that was played out like ten years ago or longer. Like, remember when when the New Warriors were a reality show, and that's what's that's 
how Civil War yeah. started. Are they going to be mm-hmm. part of a new reality show, like The Voice? <laughs> Is The Voice even outdated now? Does it need to be The Four? <laughs> P. Diddy has to um, fund the West Coast Avengers at this point. What's, what's the show with Snoop Dogg? What does he host? Joker's Wild? Is that oh, what they're yeah. going to be on? I think that's just a game show. Who, um, who wrote this? Who wrote West Coast Avengers back in the day when you really liked it? Uh, oh, shoot. I'd have, I'm sorry. I'd have to look that up. I, I, know, right. I know Al Milgram was doing the art. Um, I'm surprised that that you're such a hardcore West Coast Avengers fan. I don't think I, I've ever met real person that was into West Coast Avengers. Yeah. This well, is like meeting a Justice League International well, guy. <laughs> Oh, I, I like Justice like, like Just League International, too. Justice League Europe. <laughs> well, so, so here's the thing. Okay, so when I started reading comics, um, I came into, you know, I, I was reading Avengers, but, I, you know, I started, like, Avengers 272 or something like that. So when West Coast started, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm jumping in on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, that was the first time, because, the, you know, the, it wasn't like now where there's a new number one every other week. You know, you were jumping in books that were already in the hundreds. Um, so West Coast was was young enough that it felt like it just felt like like a, you had a different kind of ownership to it, mm-hmm. and and it had a different it had a different vibe. Like I said, because it was like they were like portrayed as like the the underdogs or like the younger bro- like the younger sibling or something like. They felt like they weren't taken seriously, even though they were a legitimate Avengers team. It's not like they went off on their own. Like, they were a fully funded, sanctioned part of the Avengers on the East Coast, but they they just had a bit of a, like, a chip on their shoulder, and that was just kind of fun to, to read. And getting it out of New York, everything, every Marvel comic hero is, you know, stuck in the same place. Right. And at, on one hand, it's really cool because they get to interact with each other. But on the you know on the other hand, it gets really tiresome to always be in New York City. Mm-hmm. So with West Coast Avengers, you get some fresh locations, maybe some different yeah. villains. So. I mean, they they they, they portrayed um, Hollywood a little bit because that's when Wonder Man was still acting, mm-hmm. and so they kind of folded that in. Um, and and not only um, that, but this was it didn't even occur to me, but this was actually like one of the very first spinoffs from any major book like now we're used to like 10 justice league books or you know, 12 x books or whatever like they weren't spinning books off left and right like they are now so uh, so to have this second avengers book was like whoa it's like you're getting you know twice the avengers um west coast avengers was created by roger stern and bob hall okay that was the first <laughs> um miniseries and i think yeah, Roger Stern wrote it for a long time. So, but yeah, this this new version just hurts me. <laughs> it really it? does, huh? Are you getting it? No. <laughs> I might. Uh, if, I thought, if, I'm surprised. I thought you would say, "I'll try it." No, because none of those characters, if uh, none of those characters uh, mean anything to me, other mm-hmm. than like Hawkeye and. Like Kate Bishop, I don't mind that much because I enjoyed her in um, Young Avengers, and then when she eventually was part of like the Hawkeye series. But I mean, 
not, you know, not to sound like an old man, but I'm like, I don't know any of those characters. Like they're, they don't resonate with me whatsoever. I mean, if, if there was at least a mix of maybe some older, like more established characters with some younger characters, that would at least be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, my question is, is how come good. Squirrel Girl isn't in this thing, man? Oh, isn't, because she's doesn't <laughs> everybody love her too? And she oh, she's headlining left something right? else. Yeah, yeah, she's headlining some other team book. Destined for the trash can. Well, it's I guess, I guess it's kind of funny that you know Marvel did the big all new, all different, all new characters business for like the last year. And now they're going back to all the regular characters because no one was buying that shit. And now they're like, here's a book chock full of new characters that didn't work well when we tried it in the big rollout. Maybe now if we're we put them all together stuff. at the same time, people <laughs> will buy it. It'll be all of the, the all of the audiences from all those different books. But I doubt it. So if a uh, longtime West Coast Avengers fan Dan is out, then <laughs> I don't think that they're there's a better sell chance. A lot of these. There's a better chance of me getting a Tom King Batman book. Oh, that's than West yeah. Coast spray painters. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I, I I'll probably the only, the only way I'll check it out I'll probably I'll read it when it eventually comes on Marvel oh, Unlimited. Dan, you sucker! <laughs> don't on, even Marvel Unlimited. I'm already paying for it. I mean, it's not like I'm paying extra for it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably read it then. Like, I'm gonna be honest that um, that cover, I do like that cover. I like the colors. I like the the mm-hmm. artist. Um, I hate those most of those characters. Are you guys gonna start Ian I'll and Dan's West Coast Pod? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna get you hooked on the old West Coast stuff. We'll get all we'll get you all caught up. Hey, um, can can I switch gears for a second? Absolutely, please Matt. do. Did you guys see the big announcement from Comicsology this week? No, Matt, why don't you tell us about it? I did, but go ahead. Comixology has announced they are going to start producing original content, much like Netflix produces their own original content, with established creators on brand new characters and some pre-existing properties like Elephant Men, you know. and Wait, who did Elephant Men? Um... Uh, I forget Richard what that guy's name was. From, oh, was that Comicraft? Yeah. Was that the publisher? I don't know if that was just the creator, if that was just the publisher. I don't know. So for some reason, Richard Starkings of Comicraft just goes together in my brain. Elephant Man always looked cool, but I think it just the art may have looked cool. I never really... Yeah, I never really I never really wanted the, the concept to get behind it. it. Right, and I feel like whenever I was at the shop, I never saw it either or maybe i'd have i'd have tried to pick it up yeah it, it, it always seemed like it was one of those like i would try and i would flip through an issue and it just seemed very um dense or very hard to like just di- you know it's not one you could just dive into like right, yeah. just pick up a random issue so matt you kind of sound uh just from the tone of your voice you sound a little dismissive about this yeah i think it's going to be a total bomb uh i think where Netflix originals can succeed uh, in a world where people are kind of open to all kinds in of new. In a world where people are open <laughs> to all kinds of new. To new properties, stories, experiences, whatever. I think the comic book community is really closed off. Really? 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Outside of Marvel and DC, I think any independent thing to to get traction is difficult. I you, do. You think that all the new uh, and original things that come out of Image that do get traction, you don't think that something similar to that could happen with Comixology if they get the right kind of creators, they get the right kind of properties? It doesn't take a lot. They don't have to spend millions of dollars to get that kind of talent in. They could they could reasonably do that. They they could do that. I, I wouldn't say it's reasonable because I, I don't think that it's uh, all that easy to do it. I mean, for every Walking Dead out of Image, there's, you know, there's 30... Um, God, <laughs> I mean, take your pick. There's, there's so many image series that that come and go but there are so many good ones out there man um there are so many ones that have followings and it's mostly creative (laughs) creator driven because it's not known characters people are just banking on hey i like i like jason aaron so i'm gonna follow him on this book or i like sean murphy so i'm gonna check out chrononauts people flock to talent they still do, so I don't think that it's the craziest thing on earth that Comixology could do something that would be kind of cool. Um, I I think it could be, based on what we're seeing so far from what they're offering. Um, Elephant Men, Super Freaks. Um, Ask for Mercy, which looks like some kind of horror type thing with Richard Starkings. Uh, none of it looks very good, I don't think. Um, you know, it's just just my opinion, but yeah, I I just don't think that it's the craziest thing on earth. That um, I I think compared to a Netflix audience, they're they're vastly different. I think the comic book audience is way more fickle, and I think that uh, for you to have success, it's it's going to be a lot more difficult than like getting uh, a brand new property on on a Netflix or a Hulu or well, even Net- YouTube Net- Red. Well, Netflix mm-hmm. didn't start off guns blazing. It didn't even start off with its own um, right. original material. It started and it had like one show. It had House of Cards, and that was pretty good. Who knows if Elef- Elephant Men might bring people in or if people might be interested in it. They're already going to be on the Comixology app buying some of their stuff or if, if they've learned how to buy comics right. yet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But right, well, I don't know. I don't think it's the craziest thing on earth. And um, y- you always are looking for new new things and new superheroes. And you want new new superheroes. Maybe this is uh, an outlet since Image is so heavy with sci-fi stuff and crime things. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a place for new superheroes. I, I think that would be cool. I'm not seeing anything that makes me think that that's going to be the case based on this initial rollout. Like if I, I feel like if that was kind of where they wanted to go – Maybe they should have kind of held back a little bit until they have a few things kind of in the chamber and then release, like, this is the Comixology superhero universe. There's nothing. Super Freaks, it looks really bad, by the way. Like, the artwork is eh. So is is Comixology, in essence, becoming like a, like a, like a boutique publisher type of thing where... Well, I, it's... No, I think the... Uh, Comparing it to Netflix is like actually a really valid analog because they're housing all the other content that isn't original plus their own mm-hmm. unique stuff. Um, I just, I mean, it, it, at least with this initial wave, it it looks like some 
But like I mean, when I look at this, I ain't gonna buy that or waste my time reading this versus the the vast like majority of other stuff that's out there. Like mm-hmm. there's so much valiant that I want to read. There's so many other like I want to I want to read a lot of the young animal stuff from DC, and I want to get into this before I would ever even consider anything that I'm seeing from comicsology. <clears throat> but I mean, like, is it so like just uh, any Joe off the street who you know makes a comic can't? It's not like it, you can submit it to comicsology. It's I, a, it's, it's all like in house comicsology. I think so. Okay, I think so. That, I think you can still do that on comicsology. Right. Though, there's That's, always been like a publish yeah. now kind of thing right. where you yeah. can submit original material. Yeah. This isn't that though. This is okay. Yeah, this seems like it's getting a unique push um, that like the user submitted stuff doesn't tend to get. Um, I mean, you're looking at it now, right, Ian? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you <laughs> impressed by what you're seeing? Or are you kind of underwhelmed? Or? Uh, I'm pulling up this Elephant Men thing. I mean, this never looked like something that I'd be very interested in at all. But I'm not going to poo-poo it um, just on the first couple offerings. Um, I know whenever Hulu came out, it had a bunch of garbage on it. And then it started finding finding its way and it started getting the right kind of shows and the right kind of talent and the thing is like it doesn't take much for comicsology as an enterprise to start trying to cultivate this talent it's it's not it's not making a show it's not making a movie it's making a comic book and all they would have to do is really find find one hit people already are coming there if they found one hit maybe they could inspire other people to to uh, come to this um, platform and, and and buy more of it. Now, all the like you said, all this stuff it doesn't it doesn't look all that good. There's nothing here that's really um, all that exciting to me. But I I, I just don't want to sit here and say, oh well, they should just they should just stop now. Why should they even try? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's valid for them to to at least give it a crack. And I try. don't think it's out of the question for someone as prolific as Jeff Lemire to take something that maybe image turned down and go to comicsology originals with it yeah. like there's a there there's so many creators out there with shit tons of good ideas that we never see mm-hmm. because there's such a limited amount of publishers um you know comicsology has a bigger platform to roll stuff out to promote things than someone like action lab does so like there, there's just so much out there waiting to be made. It like law of averages tells me that they're gonna have a hit with something, and that could be their house of cards. So yeah, like what maybe what they're offering now doesn't look all that appealing, but I don't think it's a bad thing to have more publishers supporting creators, mm-hmm. even if they're not taking you know Joe Schmo off the street. Right. What do you think, Dan? <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't really have uh, much of a, an opinion right now. I haven't looked too deeply into it, but it's not West Coast Avengers. He's out. Exactly. It's got to be the w, WCA, yo. <laughs> the WCA. <laughs> um, no, I, I guess you know having. I guess you know having been around a little, you know, and seeing all these companies come and go and i guess it's one of those things like it's just a you know i'll wait and see um i i hope 
for the best for them. But uh, you know, it, like you said, I mean, this is a very fickle audience with you know with comics. Um, it's it, it, everybody wants their their Batman, their Spider Man, their Superman. Um, it's really hard to get people interested in new and original content, um, and especially. Um, online where there's literally everything to look at and you've got to narrow their field of vision to your thing. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I would say good luck to them, but it's, it's a, it's a hard road that they're, that they're, that they have ahead of them. An advantage that they do have is that a lot of people that their audience is kind of already tied into their their platform. Mm-hmm. People that are buying digital comics most likely have an account with Comixology, most likely already get the updates, and even if they are sort of lukewarm on it or, or cold on the products, they're still going to get those emails. We're still going to know yeah. that Comixology has something, and who knows, maybe one day <laughs> you'll get an email that is of a comic from a creator that you like, that has a new fun character that you're interested in. True, but there there could end up being also that that stigma. Like right now, based on what I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, these look like inferior comic books compared to what I can get. If that continues for a year and I keep getting emails, check out this new comic book called Extra Super Freak or whatever. <clears throat> and I'm like, my god, this looks terrible. Will you please stop sending me these emails? I might dismiss something that otherwise I wouldn't um, just because their output has been so subpar. True. Um, Yeah, there could be that hit, and that could turn everything around if it proves to be successful and there ends up being money there. Um, I don't don't see necessarily how this is going to be a significant moneymaker versus like – Existing published comics that also double dip with digital, um, I, I just don't quite see it. I think the only reason this exists is because there's a lot of money behind it with Amazon, mm-hmm. who I still resent them buying Comicsology because <laughs> I hate that I can't buy these through the app, yeah. which is ridiculous. Because I see I buy a lot of my comics through either the Image, Marvel, or DC app, right? Because I can just buy them through that app. Some which of makes the sales no don't sense. transfer over, though. That's true. You're right. Which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I think I lost all of my Marvel coded books that I already had in my Marvel app this morning you when can, I bought that. You can Spider-Man. Link, you can link them. <laughs> You can link them. We'll figure it out for you, Paul. Don't worry. Don't worry, Grandpappy <laughs> Paul. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, well, um, Matt, what's the what's the price point on these on these books? Well, uh, I believe they're they all fall under the Comicsology Unlimited banner. Meaning, if you have that, uh, is it a monthly subscription mm-hmm. to Comicsology? Then you can read those for free. Uh, the Savage Game. Looks like it's a collected issue. I don't know how many pages it is. That's four ninety nine, um, and then Elephant Men and uh, Super Freaks. Oh, it looks so good, Super Freaks. Um, those are two ninety nine. Two ninety nine looks like the price point, uh, which is now a dollar cheaper than what the big two are charging for their comic books. Yeah, I um, guess like for the right price, and uh, you know, depending on what you're. Yeah, depending on the the price and the page count, I could be 
tempted to try a book, you know. But but again, like there's, um, I mean, you go into Comicsology, and again, there's literally like like every comic is on there, and every week there's like crazy sales. You know, you can get stuff you didn't even know you like. I don't even need that, but for four bucks, I'm gonna buy the omnibus of whatever you know west coast avengers yes <laughs> from your lips to god's ears please make it happen i can't wait till that <laughs> make comes it out. happen comiXology sale <laughs> make it happen you know and, and it, it really hurts I'm because i laugh so hard when that happens i will literally crack up look I, I, oh hey <laughs> oh, i'm really look out. sorry this I, better be good there, disco mats i have to give credit <laughs> i know this isn't the right episode um, I took a screenshot of it when I was reading um, Amazing Spider-Man number uh, 800. There was one panel that made me laugh, uh, and it was the panel when Normie – remember Normie? <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Cuddly, cuddly little goblin carnage monster. I thought that this panel – Oh, my goodness <laughs> um, gracious. Can, can you get that on, on yeah, camera? Yeah, it's in there. Yep. Um, what does it say? Can anybody read that? You put raisins <laughs> in them. You deserve, you deserve to die. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about so funny. Aunt May's cookies? Yeah. I think yeah. so. That's hilarious. I, if that was why Aunt May was murdered eventually, right. I think I'd support I, it. I, I, I did I think that was so kind of hard. funny because I, I know like so many people that hate their – especially like when you see a cookie and you think it's chocolate chip and it turns out to be raisins and you're like, son of a bitch. See, I'm a raisin guy. I like oatmeal raisin cookies. I like, yeah. Oh, I do too. I do. If, I do too. If you know going in that they're oatmeal raisins, but sometimes you know, a cookie will look like just a regular cookie. Yeah. A raisin never disappoints me. <laughs> when I go in expecting raisins Challenge and bullshit accepted. chocolate chips, that's when I'm pissed. I like nature's candy. I wonder <laughs> if that's what Aunt May did. Oh, here you go, Normie. I made just some delicious She's just trying to keep them regular. You know how much cheese that kid eats? <laughs> he looked like uh, monster pooped all over him, so I think he uh, he's going to be pretty regular. Sorry to derail things there, but I, I specifically wanted to mention that and give that credit because that actually made me chuckle out loud. Yeah. And I hated that comic. So yeah, I did think that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I forgot about that. I thought that was a – yeah. Only to be uh, like – you know, to, to be immediately disappointed with the scene of – them recreating the goblin glider impaling even Red goblin even uh, as he was and, uh, and, and when spider-man ducks and he's like classic they were so I'm meta like, with a lot of the dialogue there too because he says classic and yeah. someone's like oh no not again yeah yeah, did, yeah didn't uh norman osborne say yeah right like, oh no not again he, oh, like not, that yeah, should have went again. right through and then there's like a, stop this whole comic a lot book. of yucks yeah. about like this isn't the first blonde girlfriend of yours yeah like, um, there was like so many references about like throwing gwen stacy off a bridge yeah. Yeah. it's like dan <laughs> slot you're a hack stop it yeah it's pretty messed up <laughs> messed up so i'm probably not gonna buy any new comicsology books well you Barely can buy any digital books. You don't at know all. how. <laughs> I tr- I tried Comicsology today. It didn't work. I tried Amazon today. Also didn't work. <laughs> I I accidentally bought it through the Marvel app. For somebody that works with computers, you're a mess. You work with computers <laughs> every day, but like the iPad can so bounce you. you. Paul, when you drive around, do you, are you like? I remember when these were all farms. <laughs> I remember when I used to go to IGA before it was Las Palmas. Well, I heard for Twin like Pines I, IGA. I don't buy 
digital comics. I don't do it. I've and watched I heard you a get stumped by Amazon, just regular old Amazon. <laughs> you couldn't buy anything on there. Well, it's pretty easy. It was a if I I would have had a much easier time if I knew I could immediately buy it through the Marvel app, but instead of like fussing around with Comicsology and Amazon, then I accidentally bought it through iTunes through the Marvel app. So yeah, it was a lot of rigmarole today, but now I think I've got it. That two-step process really it was, blew it you out of the water. It was more than two steps. I had to I had to re-put my debit card in. I had to sign into Marvel again. I had to change my password twice. Uh, you want to hear a story? Speaking of debit cards, is it going to be as good as that snappy one you just told us? This is a good story <laughs> of idiocy of a dummy getting of karma catching a dummy being dumb. <laughs> Go ahead. Friday night. I am uh, cleaning. It was Friday, Saturday or Friday. I don't know. Some cleaning uh, the apartment. It's very warm. Um, and uh, I had finally finished. It's like quarter to 11. I decided I want a smoothie, a strawberry and banana smoothie from McDonald's. Mm. And I will stop at nothing to get it. So get in the car, roll down to McDonald's. And um, there was one car in front of me. I decided to be prepared. I was going to get my my debit card ready. So I put my window down. And I was going to rest it on that rubber part mm. where, the, would you do where that? the window disappears into. You know how you do when you want to be prepared at the drive-thru. You I didn't want to, like, pull it out of my wallet. I almost fell out of this chair. I didn't want to pull it out of my wallet and go through that whole rigmarole. Hold it in your hand, asshole. Don't put it where the window goes. I was resting it there, or I thought I was going to rest it there. And I go to rest it, and it just falls right into my door. Because like, it's a slot, numbnuts. Yeah, but I thought those were, like, kind of sealed. No. How, does, how do you think the window gets out? Well, like it it pushes it open, like it, like you know what I mean, right? No. Continue. <laughs> so, so you thought the two pieces of rubber were going to like yes catch right, the and then cart. when the window comes up, it opens them, it like pulls it spreads them apart. apart. But no, that apparently that's not the case because my debit card fell into my door like I was playing Connect Four with debit cards. Did you hear it clank all the way down? Yeah. Oh, I was like, I, I my my jaw dropped. I I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was just like, <gasps> and then I pull up, and the woman's like, "That'll be two ninety nine." I was like, um, funny story. You're like, you're, you're not gonna believe this, but so, so it was Friday night, and I was cleaning the apartment. <laughs> And here I was, just resting my debit card on the window. I was doing it for her. I was trying to have it ready. This is your fault, bitch. And and I, luckily, I had my Apple Pay. Right, you pay for your, with your phone, <laughs> so she could just touch the computer to the bottom of your door. <laughs> read not, it yeah. through there. I, Did I you rest your somebody, phone on the door? Too? I realize somebody is is technologically illiterate as you thinks that that's how it works, but no, it's with your phone. And uh, she couldn't get it to work. I think you guys might have been related. And she was like, you know what? I feel bad. You waited anyway. Just you can have it. And she just gave it to me. And I said, you won't regret this. 
<laughs> like some reverse supervillain? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't really say that, but uh, I was I was thankful. I had my I had my my thing. But um, what? So today I went to go get a new debit card, and um, I was like, "God damn it! I'm gonna have to like re-enter my debit card on my Comixology later." But they go, oh. we can reissue one with the same number. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, so guess nice. guess what I didn't have to do today? Did they ask you how you lost your card? Yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's a new one. <laughs> You're too stupid to have this card reissued right. They should have said, we will not give you another card. <laughs> you might want they're to like, just stick with paper money. Gonna, Try not to rest this on your, door, your window ledge. Matt's getting dragged out by security, and he's like, but you know where the shit goes together. The window pushes it open. They said, we're going to give you the extra thick one so it won't fall. Yeah, yeah. So they give him this block, and he runs out. You won't forget this. So now so, there's a debit card in your door. Maybe. You could just have the check oh at McDonald's just scan your door. Uh, oh, my God. Well, that was a So good that's story. never happened to any of you guys before? No? <laughs> no. Well, just be careful in case you're ever tempted to rest your debit card there. Don't do it. I feel like I've done that like a million times and it's fine. I don't know why you'd tempt fate. <laughs> I didn't even think I was tempting fate. I was just doing something natural. I've got no words. Yeah, I. Nothing is going to top that for the rest of this episode. So thank you, Matt. You're welcome. That was amazing and and informative and. Uh, <laughs> it's a public service <laughs> announcement. Yeah. informative for dummies. <laughs> I could have really used this episode on Friday night. <laughs> oh man! Well, hey, guys, thanks for. For being here, I really appreciate everything, the laughs and the conversation. Why don't you uh, tell us where we can find uh, find your show and find everything, all your web presences. You can go to mixsauce.com. You can find any of our things that we do. We tweet. We put up things on Instagram. We have conversations on Facebook. You can find our podcast through the iTunes Store, Stitcher, Podomatic, or if you want to check out some of the old classic episodes, go to mixsaucepodcast.libson.com. That would have the one where we're chewing Twizzlers for an hour and a half? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Look up a pound of Twizzlers. I think it's episode number five, and you can hear us <laughs> smacking away into the was microphone. It number, was it I believe, five? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Matt, Ian, Paul, thank you so much for... For being on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Um, that's going to uh, that's going to cover it for this episode of Comic Book Pit. I can't read my notes because because I've been crying from laughing so hard. Uh, this is episode two seventy seven. I'm Dan, and we'll see you next time. Oh my, you moron. Yeah, I did. You did. That's why I was...